This is the Hunt for Wellness Podcast with Austin Cunningham, 24, Whaler. It's another great day for wellness, and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis Hunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom and Pax. We have a great show for you today. At the age of 23, Austin Cunningham found himself in the worst shape of his life. He was 74 pounds overweight, struggled with energy, and falling short of the man he knew he could be. This all changed when he received a surprise text from his cousin inviting him to start doing something different with his life. In today's episode, we discuss why meal preparation is the key to success, why you will never regret posting in the gloom, how ending each day with reward is the key to lasting success, and so much more. And if you like this episode, please be sure to share it with other packs, your family, and on social media. And now, today's health tip. Let's be honest. We live in a loud and crazy world. We are constantly inundated with stimuli of all sorts. Cell phones, computers, televisions, work tasks, and family obligations. In fact, most of our day consists of reacting to other people and things. And all this constant noise can have a negative health consequences if we don't learn how to quiet it. One of the best things that you can do for your health and sanity is to develop a quiet time into your day. The moment where you are able to silence all noise of life and simply rest your mind. Research has shown that simply resting in silence for a few minutes a day can lead to health benefits like lower blood pressure, better memory, and decreased stress. In addition, sitting quietly allows you to reflect on what's important, make order out of chaos, and allow time for spiritual growth. When you choose to do your quiet time, doesn't matter as much as being consistent with it. Evaluate your schedule and choose a time that you are already doing something else. This is known as habit stacking. For me, I was already getting up early to post in the gloom, so I added 15 minutes to my morning routine to allow for quiet time. Other suggestions could be 15 minutes after eating lunch or when you take a mid-afternoon work break. There is not a perfect way to do your quiet time. You can simply sit in silence, meditate on scripture, or journal. The purpose is to break free of the day's activity and allow a reset. So turn down the noise and implement a quiet time in your day. Not only will it allow you to reflect on the important things in life, but will have great health benefits as well. Now, today's episode. All right, welcome back to the show. I am super excited about today's guest. We have Whaler, otherwise known as Austin Cunningham, to his parents and everyone else in his life. But uh, Whaler, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. 
no, it's great to be here, Bones. I'm glad that you know you reached out and agreed to have me on. Absolutely. So, give us a little bit about your background. Uh, where are you where are you posting that? Uh, where where's your region, and how'd you get the name Whaler? Yes, so uh, born and raised in Kinston. So, region is F3 Kinston. Uh, as I'm, you know, I'm sure a few others know as well. We just had our one year uh, not too long ago. So. We, we branched out from, from the ENC and the Greenville group, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, so I do all my posting in Kinston. Uh, it's just where I'm from. It's easy for me to get there. As far as the name Whaler goes, uh, I'm a big hockey guy. I've been playing hockey since about seventh grade, and uh, when they put me in the middle, the middle of the circle of trust that day, they, you know, they tell you to be kind of vulnerable uh, and stuff like that. They wanted to call me calculator at first uh, since I'll be a CPA, but ultimately, uh, it was Whaler. The Hurricanes are my favorite team, and they used to be in Connecticut, and they were the Hartford Whalers. So Whaler just stuck, and here we are. So going to crunch numbers as a career, it sounds like. You're currently in school. Is that what's going on? Yep. I'm trying to get my master's right now and also working around school as well. So I was trying to stay busy, but trying to get the experience as well. And so how old are you now, Whaler? 24. Okay, so you're relatively on the younger spectrum of age groups, uh, but uh, you still got a, a fantastic health transformation and story to share with us today. And so I appreciate your willingness to do that. So married, any children, anything like that? Not married, no kids. Um, I've been with my girlfriend for eight years, if that counts. But uh, other, other than that, no. Nah. Okay, well, very good. And you've been doing F3 for about how long now? Um, maybe about three or four months now. Okay. So you're still relatively new to the whole F3 culture. Yeah. I'm, I'm still pretty new. Still baby. Well, very good. Well, I'm, we're glad you're part of the, the packs and, and uh, again, looking forward to kind of learning some of your health strategies, some of the things that you found uh, really worked for you, but kind of just backing up a little bit. I mean, I know you're still like in your young twenties and you still haven't really hit that midlife, uh, a crisis that a lot of our guys go through uh, when they wake up one day at 45 years old and, and wonder where their athletic ability went. So did you do a lot of sports? You mentioned hockey. Uh, did you play hockey through high school? Were you pretty active as a kid and through your teenage years? Yeah. So um, like I said, I started playing hockey in seventh grade and we didn't, we didn't have a hockey team or anything like that. As far as um, school goes, we, there was a rec league in Kinston. Uh, for roller, and then I ended up transitioning to ice and, you know, just played rec leagues there. Um, in high school, I played four years of soccer. So I, I was I, mean, I was pretty active. Uh, back in high school, I was about 170-ish, and um, I was fairly athletic. You know, was able to go for the runs, had the endurance, all that fun stuff on, until college hit. So as college hit – started struggling a little bit with the health and, and weight, I'm assuming. That's kind of some of the struggles you had with, with your health. Yeah, absolutely. You know, college hits, uh, they, they, I'm sure you've heard the freshman 15. Sure. Um, ironically enough, that didn't hit me. What ha- I don't know how it happened, but my second year of college, I, was, I felt like I was more active. I was walking 18 holes about three to four times a week, and I was going to the gym some, but – that's where all the weight came from, and it really started to pile on in my sophomore year of college, um, and it just it wasn't a good experience. So through high school, didn't really struggle with health 
So it sounds like you're pretty active. Did you have a health strategy other than just participating in sports? Did you pay attention to nutrition? Did you think about what you ate, anything like that throughout high school? In high school, not really. Yeah, basically I eat when I'm hungry um, and just try to stay active. I didn't really watch what I ate as far as, okay, if I want pizza and there's leftover pizza, I'm just going to eat the pizza. And I was active enough where, you know, it was able just to maintain weight and everything at that point in time. And so you got to this point, obviously, where you no longer were able to get away with that. Take us back to that moment uh, when you finally realized, uh, you know, you needed to change, when you realized that moment in time that you weren't accelerating uh, fitness-wise that, that you wanted to, and, and kind of explain that to us, like when that moment was. Yeah, so last July, so July 2020 um, is when I really started getting serious about, you know, my health and about fitness. Um, but prior to that, you know, I'd always start looking in the mirror and saying I needed to change and, you know, might go to the gym for a couple of weeks, watch what I ate for a couple of weeks and then just fall off the wagon. Um, but it wasn't until July of 2020 where, you know, I really got serious about it and started taking the health and nutrition seriously, started going to the gym religiously and, you know, just watching what I ate and just trying to be healthier overall. What about your health that you were just unsatisfied with? I mean, what, was there anything specific that you just felt like this is affecting my life in such a way that it just has to be changed? Yeah. So, um, I was back. So before July in in the spring before that, um, I was having, I was in school still and like get my, finish up my bachelor's and I had online classes. And it, it was to the point where I, I was sleeping throughout the day. You know, I'd go to bed late, get up late, do school for a couple hours and go right back to bed and just nap and sleep all the time. Um, I didn't want to do anything, didn't want to be productive. And it, it was just a struggle because it just affected everything I did. Yeah, it, uh, I was able to get my schoolwork done, but I was putting it off to the last minute. Um, I wasn't doing as good of a job on assignments as I know I could have. And I still made good grades, but I wasn't giving it my best. And uh, overall, as far as relationships go as well, you know, my relationship struggled for a little bit. Um, and I, I, at some point, I realized I got to work on myself so that way all aspects of my life can improve. What were some of those first steps? So you identified, hey, I'm not where I want to be. I notice I'm sleeping all day or my energy is not where it needs to be. It's I'm struggling with schoolwork because of it. I'm not being the boyfriend, uh, the, the person that I know I should be because of my physical, you know, well-being isn't where it needs to be. What were some of those first steps that you started to make to kind of move yourself in the right direction? Yes. Uh, my cousin, um, he's actually part of F3 as well. Uh, he's in St. here in Kenton, his F3 name is SpongeBob, but uh, he started going to the gym about a week before I did, and he just texted me one day and said, hey, man, like, you should start coming to the gym with me. Here's what time I go in the mornings. And I was like, hey, like, you're right. Like, I definitely need to. Um, and it was an accountability partner as well. Like, if I don't show up, like, he's going to chew me out for it, which is exactly what I needed. Um, so I started off by doing that, and I wasn't real familiar as far as counting calories and you know, the macros and that component of nutrition goes. So I really was just trying to watch my intake um, and make healthier decisions. So, you know, eating the, the chicken breast, 
eating the vegetables, you know, still eating carbs, but I was trying to do maybe a lower carb diet. Uh, you know, I didn't have the the best understanding, but starting off, that was, that was a good enough starting point for me to, you know, go ahead and start trying to take control of fitness and health. So uh, how important it was that your cousin kind of was that accountability partner to you, that person that, you know, obviously in F3 lingo, we talk at the EH, getting that guy out there in the gloom and then making sure that he keeps showing up. How would you rate that as far as your success, as far as, you know, A, getting started, but B, staying with it, uh, with him being part of that for you? I'll be honest with you. I mean, if he hadn't invited me to the gym, I, I probably wouldn't be in the gym now, and I probably wouldn't be at F3. Um, and then, you know, having someone that's just going to text me or call me if I oversleep or it's going to text me the night before and tell me, hey, don't forget, you know, gym at this time. Um, that accountability, you know, was, was everything. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful that I'm at a point now where, you know, accountability is great and all, but it comes down to self-discipline ultimately. And I'm at that point now where I, I love having an account accountability partner, but, you know, I know what needs to be done and I know what I've got to do. Sounds like initially you went to the gym and then eventually got introduced to F3, have been doing some F3. What kind of health changes have you seen? I mean, as far as weight goes, as far as other health markers, uh, energy, some of those things. How has your health changed as a result of, of moving it in the right direction? Yeah, so um, I, as you know, but the, the listeners are about to learn, um, at my heaviest, I was 248 pounds. I just did not like the person I saw in the mirror. Yeah, I think nobody wants to look in the mirror and just see a bunch of fat hanging out. Um, and now I'm currently down to about 174. So I've lost a total of 74 pounds, but yeah, I've seen a lot of improvements. Uh, for example, we talked about earlier, I was, I play hockey. Um, so I've seen my endurance on the ice go up. I've seen my speed go up as well. And, uh, I play goalie. So a lot of my movements are explosive trying to get from one side of the crease to the other. And I've seen those go up. Um, I've seen my reaction time increase. I ran a 5k probably about three weeks ago now. And it was the first 5K I've ran since last year, since losing all this weight. Um, and I wasn't training for it. I just one of the partners at the firm I work at, you know, he's real big in a running. And he was like, hey, you should do a run with me. And I was like, hey, like, no problem. We can do it. And so we got there and do the run. Um, the last time I had done a 5K, it took me 45 minutes to go three miles, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, but this past 5K, it took me 28 minutes and 44 seconds. And I, I hadn't been training for it. I hadn't been out there running every day, anything like that. It's just from, you know, being in the gym, posting at F3, you know, getting more conscious about the nutrition and the health and things like that. Man, that what an accomplishment. Congratulations, A, on losing all the weight. I know that's a big accomplishment. And I know... Uh, as people lose weight off their frame, there's a lot of benefits to that across the board as far as their overall health and wellness. And then what a neat story about the 5k, I, you know, to your point, you weren't out there necessarily training for running, but just as a byproduct of improving your King on a consistent basis, when given the opportunity to excel at an event, you did fantastic. So way to go, man. Any, any plans for future running events, anything like that coming up down the pipeline? I don't have anything in the works yet, but I do want to, to do some more. Uh, and now it's just about finding the time to actually 
train for those things. Um, you know, like we said, school with school and then work right now, it's a little busy. That's why it's easier for me to work out or post in the mornings. And then when the evenings come, I'm usually exhausted from work and school. And then I've got to do more school work. Um, but yeah, eventually for sure, I would definitely like to, you know, get into that. So speaking of posting exercise, kind of your routine, what is your current exercise strategy right now? I mean, how, how, how many days a week are you exercising? How many days a week are you posting, whether it's the gym or out in the gloom? What does that look like for you now? Yeah. So typically um, I'm exercising six days a week, sometimes it's seven, um, Monday through Thursdays, I go to the gym at 6 a.m. Um, I was lucky enough to get in touch with a trainer who just gave me a deal that was really good. And so I started working with her this past January. Um, as far as F3 goes, I'll post on Friday and Saturdays pretty much religiously. And then we've got a new AO on Sundays. That's more like a, a recovery AO. Um, so and sometimes I go out there if I feel like I need a little bit of recovery um from having a hard week of exercise but typically six times a week on on you pretty religiously is how much i'm exercising and so how long are you actually at the gym you said monday through thursday you're going to the gym you're working with the personal trainer uh what kind of typical things are they having you do on on a regular gym day yeah so it's an hour-long session um so six to seven typically it's saying start with a warm-up on the treadmill just something to get the blood flowing you obviously don't want to exhaust yourself um and then she, she's real big into to like supersets and trisets so we'll pretty much do three exercises back to back um and then we'll hit two minutes of cardio and then you know take about 30 to 45 second break um and then you're just right back into it so she really keeps you know your heart rate up she keeps keeps things moving um which you know is going to help build that endurance up as well so, and I think that's definitely been a big factor, you know, just on the endurance side for being able to do the 5k and, you know, seeing a change on the ice, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, it's, it's good to kind of get that high intensity up and, and get the calories burning. Have you had a chance to queue a workout yet out in F3 land? I've got my first queue this weekend, actually. So I, I asked, um, goggles which is like the main guy here in kenton if they were needing anybody to queue a workout on saturday and he said yeah so pretty excited for that a little, little bit nervous but uh it should go well so here, here's what i would recommend you do and obviously you're free to lead to do whatever you want to do but you know you have some professional guidance when you're in the gym right you have this trainer who's kind of dialed in and uh, to, to fitness. And she's kind of on a daily basis, walking you through supersets or whether it's triceps or, you know, wh whatever it might be, maybe incorporate some of those strategies that you find work really efficient for you and effective for you in the gym at an AO, try to get creative. So whatever that might look like for you, how do you combine two exercises together in an AO, or how do you incorporate a cinder block or, or, or something with, with some resistance training into your workout? Cause I think a lot of times guys that only go to F3 and there's nothing wrong with only going to F3, of course, is because we're peer led because not necessarily every AO has maybe someone that's well-versed in fitness and exercise we sometimes get in a rut about how we exercise and how we organize a workout. So my encouragement to you is now that you have some of that 
you know, information, maybe share it with the packs and add your own flair to an F3 workout. Yeah, you, you kind of read my mind. I was actually thinking about it earlier today of uh, what to, to do during the workout. And uh, one of the things that occurred to me was maybe it's like a warm up, just have them do four exercises back to back um, for like a, a 10 minute period, something to get their heart rate going, stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, great, great idea for sure. So when you first started your journey back to health and implemented fitness and some of the strategies that you were doing to get healthy, you mentioned real briefly about making some dietary changes, even though that you didn't understand completely what you needed to do, that you started to make a few things. And then maybe at this stage of the game, now with the help of a personal trainer and some of the things that you've learned over the time, what are some of the key dietary changes that you believe has helped you the most accelerate your weight loss and accelerate your king um yeah so <laughs> i'm i'm real bad for like eating just when i'm bored um for sure i think that's why i put so much weight on to begin with was i was i get bored i, get, I do get bored very easily it just it happens i mean i i've got to stay busy doing something um and so one of the big things for me was just learning when to eat you know just just because you think you're hungry, it doesn't mean you're hungry. You know, a lot of times you're just bored or you want to do something with your hands. Um, so, you know, breaking that habit was definitely big for me to begin with. Um, and then I also try to cut out sweets because, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm like most people. I like chocolate. I like ice cream. Yeah, I, I, everyone does. Uh, most people at least. Uh, so cutting that out as well uh, and not completely but more so in moderation. And I'll tell you, like I tell my trainer, like I tell everyone, um, before I go to bed at night, I have a single Oreo. I mean, I, I do. It is what it is. Like one Oreo is not going to make or break you. Um, and it satisfies my sweet tooth and it's, it's in moderation. So I think that that's a big key for people who are starting off is you don't have to cut out the food you like, the food you love. Just cut them back and eat them in moderation. No, that's, that's a great point. You know, I think I always preach the 80, 20 rule. I think a lot of nutrition coaches do the same. The idea that we have to live this perfect dietary lifestyles, you know, not sustainable. And more importantly, we have to enjoy life and we have to be able to indulge some of those things when we want to indulge in. And I, and I like the idea about that, that single Oreo. Now, is that a single Oreo, regardless of what else you ate for the day? I mean, if you had a big piece of chocolate cake, that single Oreo is still going in? No, no. If I had like a, like you said, a big piece of cake or something earlier, no. But if I've done well throughout the day, it's, it's just like a little reward for myself. And it, it just satisfies my sweet tooth before I go to bed. Um, yeah, I, I typically I've got, I've broken my habit of watching Netflix before bed. So you know, when I would watch Netflix before bed, I would obviously eat because who doesn't want to eat something while they're watching their favorite show or a movie. Um, so I broke that habit and that helped stop the nighttime snacking for me at least, but I do, I love my Oreos. I love chips Ahoy. Um, so at the end of the day, I always have one just to kind of like treat myself and, and, um, get rid of that sweet tooth. That's right. Tell yourself a job well done for the, the work that you did up to that point. I, I think it's fantastic. I, I love the idea and that concept. So do you take any vitamins, supplements, anything else in addition to just watching what you eat and exercise? I don't. Um, I probably should. I, I'm always buying, you know, those multivitamins and I'll take them for a week and then I just forget. 
um, because I haven't made it as like a real part of my my morning routine per se. Yeah, I've got a pretty religious routine uh, in the morning time, and that's just one thing for some reason. I just I can't get it to stick uh, in the mornings, but as I need to. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, in a perfect world, we're getting all the nutrients that we need with the dietary choices that we're making throughout the day. Of course, there's issues with soil depletion and there's issues with consumption of enough calories to, to make sure that we're getting all those nutrients. So there are a few key supplements that have been proven to be really good overall for individuals. But at the same time, I think people take the other extreme and they take bottles of multiple <laughs> things that just really aren't serving them as well. So I was just curious. I didn't know if your trainer recommended a protein powder or some kind of other oh, okay. thing so that the, you that, might want to do. That counts like protein powder. Yeah. Yeah. Just, okay, well, yeah. yeah. So anything outside of just regular food. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I do. Um, one of my meals is a protein shake. Okay. Um, and it, it's quick. It's easy. Um, my, my schedule is pretty jam packed and I don't have, time to, to cook every single day so that's why all my meals are prepped in advance um but also it, after the gym specifically i have one hour to get home shower and go to work or i'm either leaving the gym and going straight to campus which is a 45 minute drive um so the protein shake is just uh easy thing for me um and typically it consists of two scoops of optimum nutrition um, 100% way the gold standard, um, and then I put two uh, tablespoons of PB Fit uh, mix in there as well, and just mix it with water, and it does taste like a Reese's cup, so that's enjoyable as well. So you get your front end snacky taste in the morning, and then you get the the cookie at night uh, to to tie it all in. Sure enough, I, I love it, man. You mentioned meal preparation. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing on a weekly basis to make sure that your nutrition is dialed in and that you're not scrambling at the last second for, for food. Yeah. So, uh, two times a week, typically Mondays and Thursdays, I'm going to take, you know, however much time is needed in meal prep. And really I'm not doing anything elaborate, so it doesn't take me more than 45 minutes. Um, but that way all my meals are ready to go. Um, most of the time I literally already have everything weighed out and measured out and they're in containers and it's just a grab it and go. Uh, sometimes they're not, but the food is still there and it doesn't take but 30 seconds to throw ever how many ounces of protein and you know, vegetables, stuff like that that you need. Um, but it just, it keeps me on track. Like you said, that way you're not scrambling at the last minute because at the end of the day, you know, when you think about it, if you go to Chick-fil-A, for example, and you want to get the healthier option, which are the grilled nuggets, of course, I mean, those things are still like nine bucks at the end of the day, or you could go to McDonald's and get a couple of burgers for three bucks. You know, and some people look at it like that, like I do. I mean, I'm a big numbers guy, obviously. Uh, and so I look at stuff like that, but you know, that way I'm not wasting time deciding what to eat. I'm not wasting money um, that I could save. And I'm also making the healthier choice as well. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea that you're willing to do that meal prep. I know at the age of 24, I was certainly not doing that. I was probably still living that college dream of eat whenever and whatever. And hence, you know, like I shared in my pilot episode of this podcast series, I found myself 
overweight on the floor of my friend's apartment, unable to button my pants because I was so bloated and out of shape. And so I, I kudos to you for, for doing that. And I know that can be a struggle for a lot of guys, especially if they are, you know, they have a family, they have kids that maybe their, their spouse, their M prepares the, the family meals for the most part, and maybe not for their dinner, but for the most part, most men in my experience, when it comes to breakfast or, or lunch options, usually they're eating independently of their family. And so I think even taking some prep time throughout the week to even think through that and making sure that they have a healthier option, it will probably help them break through certain plateaus that they might be struggling with, because that is a real struggle. When you're hungry, you're hungry. You're looking for something to your <laughs> point. Fast food is convenient and relatively cheap, but at the same time, it adds up. If, if you know, you got getting $9 nuggets on a daily basis, it, it's certainly less cost-effective than grilling three or four chicken breasts on a Sunday afternoon and yep. chopping them up and throw them in the, in the fridge for the week. It certainly makes a lot more sense to do that. So, you know, kudos for you. Obviously you made some big transformations. It sounds like you have a game plan, but if you're like me or probably most of the packs across the nation, it's a journey on a daily basis that every single day, we don't always feel like getting up and exercises. You know, we don't always feel like eating right. So what keeps you motivated taking that daily red pill? Well, you know, do you have a specific why in mind? Do you have a personal man mantra? What is it for you on a daily basis that kind of keeps you moving in the right direction? Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I don't ever want to go back to where I was. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't take much to push you in that, that wrong direction. Um, and for me, you know, the alarm goes off at 4.30 every morning. And I always tell myself I want to go back to bed because who doesn't? That alarm comes too early. But I've learned that you'll never regret going to a workout, but you'll always regret missing a workout. And I found that to be true. Like this morning, I could have easily slept in. Um, really wasn't feeling the hottest. Got to bed later than normal last night because I had a project I was finishing up for school. And it would have been easy for me to text my trainer and say, hey, I, I'm just not feeling well. Um, and that would have just been a lie. Like I didn't feel the greatest because I didn't get that much sleep. Um, but I got up and went. Uh, like tonight, it's going to be another late night for me once we get done with this podcast. You know, like I said, midterms are right around here and there's a bunch of stuff to do. So um, I'll probably be, wouldn't surprise me if I'm up to about 12 or so doing schoolwork. And I already told my trainer, I said, hey, I probably won't be there tomorrow. Um, but then earlier on our Slack channel for F3, there's a, we have a thing called the 13 Glooms of Halloween. So 13 workouts during October that have like some type of Halloween thing. And one of them is a rucking workout tomorrow morning. And they said that. And I was like, you're damn right. I'm going like I will 100% be there no matter how much sleep I get. So, you know, I just don't I don't want to go back to where I was. Um, and like I said, at the end of the day, you will never regret going to a workout, but you're going to regret every single one that you miss. Yeah, and I agree with you. And there's something about that personal accountability, especially now that you hard committed to that workout, uh, it's going to be on the back of your mind. Even if you wanted to sleep in, I find it's difficult to do so because in the back of the mind, subconsciously, you've already committed to it. And chances are, regardless of what time you go to bed tonight, 
you're going to sacrifice and you're going to go out there and, and do that. And that, that really just speaks, you know, to the, to the truth that I think a lot of men of F3 have come to appreciate is that accountability that Absolutely. that person in the gloom that the, that's waiting on you to be there to keep you, keep you moving. Well, good luck with that, man. I, I hope uh, you enjoy that and, and you do get some sleep tonight. So speaking of kind of upcoming events, upcoming challenges, I know I mentioned something about, you know, a running event coming up, but uh, what's on your calendar as far as the next big challenge, obstacle, things that you're training for, if you will, because uh, as they say, if you're not accelerating, you're decelerating. So always having that carrot out in front of you. What is that for you right now? What's on the calendar coming up? Well, so I just completed um, a go ruck this past Friday night, me, a few Kenton guys, some of the Greenville guys, and a couple of Wilson guys did a go ruck in Raleigh. Um, and so now I was looking at the calendar and it just fell through. I was going, I'm a big, like a nerd, you could probably say. Uh, I love like Harry Potter and stuff like that. And so go ruck next May is having a Harry Potter event. Uh, it's an entire weekend thing. It's like three basics back to back. And I was all down for like that was that was the goal until I realized it was the same weekend as commencement. And I didn't get to walk for my bachelor's because of COVID. So I'm going to walk for my master's. Um, so that that fell through. However, I've got I now have to find another uh, go ruck to start training for. Gotcha. So that'll be that'll be on the calendar soon. Perfect. Yeah. And let me encourage you to, to find that and put it out there and start training for it. And more importantly, you know, get a couple other guys to, to commit with you there locally so that you guys can stay true to that training process and, and, and moving forward. So, um, you know, a couple more questions and we'll, we'll wrap up here. What are three tips that you would give, um, a sad clown or packs who is struggling with their health to get started on their hunt for wellness to get off the couch and move forward. If you had to distill down your advice into three quick tips, what would that be? Uh, starting off three workouts a week, minimum. I mean, especially if you haven't been big into fitness or anything like that, three workouts a week, that's going to get you used to going to the gym or posting. Uh, and it'll give your body enough time to recover. Um, if, if you're if you're not used to working out, you're not going to be able to go hardcore six, seven days a week. It's just not going to happen. You're going to burn out very quickly. Um, the second one would be to the entire nutrition aspect is overwhelming, um, especially when you start reading up on macros and stuff like that. Um, so to begin with, don't focus on the macros, more just focus on making the healthier options. And over time, you can learn about those macros. Um, and then the third thing is just be consistent with it as well. Um, at the end of the day, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you don't want to burn out because this is a journey for sure. Man, all great things. And I'm sure packs around the country and, and the globe is going to appreciate that, those words of wisdom. And certainly something that I know that you're living by. And, and I appreciate you doing that. Got one more question for you. But before I do, I just want to take a few minutes here and just, again, thank you and acknowledge you for your willingness to be vulnerable and come on the podcast and share some of your health struggles, your health success story, and some of the things that you're implementing uh, on a daily basis just to accelerate your king. So once again, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Now, if PAX wanted to reach out to you or connect with you, what would you, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I mean, I have Facebook. It's just Austin Cunningham. 
Um, I'm on the nation Slack um, and like the mumble chatter. I might, I'm on the Slack channel in general, so they can look up Whaler. I think that's all it is. Whaler might have my, might have Austin beside it. I don't know. So it sounds like Facebook and then the nation Slack channel are two of the more prominent ways of reaching out and seeing who you are and, and connecting with you. Well, again, thank you and your willingness to, sh- to connect with the packs. And so my final question is this, what is your definition of wellness? I don't think wellness is real. You know, I think it's kind of, it's definitely subjective in my opinion. Um, I don't think it necessarily means being the most athletic person, you know, the person who's the most ripped guy at the beach. Um, Wellness is, is being able to live your life and do the things you want and enjoy the things that you want to enjoy um, without feeling too guilty. At the end of the day, like if you have your health in check and you make it a priority, it's okay to treat yourself. Like you said earlier, the 80-20 rule is a big thing. Uh, I'm going on vacation in a couple weeks to Tennessee. We're going to go to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, and I can promise you that I'm probably going to eat whatever I want. Um, I probably will take the week off from working out. That way I can kind of catch up on some sleep. And I'm not going to feel any regret about it because I know that when I get back from vacation, it's going to be like I never left. Uh, I'm going to post. I'll be in the gym. My meal prep will be back on track. Um, but for that week, I'm going to take, take it off. All right, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy that vacation. Well-deserved. Thanks again for joining us today. And uh, Pax, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation's Slack at bones, or Twitter at HFW podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.